Fala pessoal, tudo bem? And welcome to the Brazil Crypto Report podcast, where we talk to the builders, entrepreneurs, and influencers from across the Brazil crypto ecosystem. I'm your host, Aaron Stanley, and today I'm joined by Renata Rodriguez, who is Global Community and Education Lead at Paxful. With that, I'd like to welcome Renata to the show. Hey guys, how are you? Thank you for having me here uh, at the BCR podcast. It's a pleasure to talk about Brazil, finally. I, I talk about the whole globe and never had the chance to talk about Brazil for the global community. It's, <laughs> it's a very strange thing. Well, we're gonna we're gonna make things right today here. We're gonna we're gonna take it home. <laughs> All right. Well, so to get us started, why don't you give us a bit of background on yourself and also Paxful? Sure. So basically, I'm in charge of the whole education uh, projects in Paxful. So we, uh, my team overviewed the whole uh, communi communities around the globe. Uh, we have like around 50 people doing like, three things, getting sites from the streets to learn how Bitcoin can help people, asking people how they've been using Bitcoin already and uh, teaching people about how Bitcoin can help them. So we are super focused on education. I started in Paxwell's uh, to building the marketing for Latin. So I was the first actual marketing person that entered in the, in the company. And then what we realized with the time was like, okay, I can get, have people downloading uh, apps, giving $10 to them. But what's happened is they get away because they have no clue what Bitcoin is, right? So then we decide, okay, let's do the long route, but the correct one. So Paxful nowadays is very focused on education. Uh, we are a marketplace where people buy and sell Bitcoin and other currencies from another people around the globe. And the funny story is it's supposed to be just that, but what people have been doing in the platform is just crazy. Paxful became like this kind of Swiss army where people send money to home, back home, open business, charge funds for other people. It's like a ton of things that we can cover <laughs> during our call, uh, our um, uh, conversation. But yes, uh, and we decide to teach the world about this as well. And then, so maybe for folks who aren't super familiar with how Paxful operates, could you give us a bit of color on just like how the like the P2P model differentiates from uh, like a traditional exchange? Like how would this be different? And then what's the benefit uh, to the end user? Or what are kind of the pros and cons vis-a-vis -vis a traditional exchange? Sure. Like basically when you have a marketplace, you can put the, you can place the price that you want to buy and sell your currency or Bitcoin in this case, right? Uh, the difference, uh, I used to compare this when you go to eBay or something like this and you want to sell your bike. So people, you just create an offer, say, this is the bike, that's my conditions, that's the cost, and that's the method of payment you, uh, I want to request to you, right? So basically anyone around you um, can buy from you and you guys, you know, one delivered the part of the payment, the other one delivered the bike. If we take the bike out and we place Bitcoin, uh, would it be almost the same? The difference here is you have a scroll where uh, we, get, we make sure that each part of uh, the transaction uh, do their part on this. So basically the buyer needs to send a receipt that he made the payment and the seller release the Bitcoin. If something goes wrong, they have the proofs of them and our moderators can check it out like a, 
you know, like to give, just release the Bitcoin to the right people. Uh, but the most important thing is the fact that Paxful has 450 method payments. Uh, and with that, like people start to get very creative. Our main markets are in developing countries. Uh, although US is our biggest market with users. The funny thing is most of them, we suspect they are immigrants just trying to get away <laughs> to send money back home. So basically, Paxway is that, is that marketplace you meet someone else. Uh, and the differentiator between centralized exchanges is the fact that you go to the centralized exchange, you have the price already, uh, show it to you, and you have like generally three or four methods of payments, generally it's bank transfer, credit card. So you have lesser power in this case, but you have someone that uh, manage your money, stay like with your money, right? In another hand, you have a decentralized way where you have all the powers to decide how much you want to pay, how much you want to sell, but also have the whole full responsibility to, to decide what you want to do with your money. So it's basically how you, you want to, do, to manage this, basically. Sure, sure. So if I don't necessarily want to entrust a centralized exchange with either my funds or my Bitcoin, or if like the, the method of payment that the centralized exchange is accepting is not something like if I don't have a bank account, uh, you know, I can't really use if I can't go through KYC, uh, for instance, I can't use a centralized exchange at this point, uh, or not like a Coinbase or anything, but, uh, but Paxful, there would be other options available through a platform like Paxful. Is that correct? Exactly. And, and that's the main thing, right? You, you point out like super correctly because uh, when people come to us, generally, they don't have access to the regular finance, the traditional finance. So they do their way around to make money or also to solve any problem that they have. So basically, we always say in fact, so like we, in this case, we want to onboard uh, the 100. We don't want to get anyone left. So if you are in a country that uh, I, I live in the U.S. right now. And I've been out of Brazil since, I don't know, since 15 years. And the, one of the difficult things that I found is like, okay, how I can open up a bank, a local bank, my limitations that I have in the bank, you know, uh, when I want to send money to someone in Brazil, I always have to pay fees. Uh, so this all limit, limit me that has like more access. Can you imagine like people that don't have? Uh, access to bank account because they don't have documents, proper documents in those countries, or their countries are controlling uh, what arrives or uh, to the country. So basically, it's a game changer, and that's why we I, I love to to talk with our users in general. I have this like opportunity to travel around the globe to talk with them, and it's fascinating how people do their way around. In Brazil, we always say we have at least four ways to get away with things. <laughs> and uh, it's not just about with Brazil. I'm seeing this in different countries. It's necessity that makes us get creative, basically. Yeah. I mean, do you have, do you have any kind of anecdotes or stories that really stick out to you of, of an end user who's found a really clever way to use the platform that you were you were really, uh, you know, flabbergasted by in some in some fashion. Oh, I, I have tons of them. We have even like a, a website that uh, if you guys want to check it out later, it's called Bitcoin for One Hundred. 
100 and 100. One of them that I love the most, it's a cycle. Paxful basically started with Nigerians trying to send money back home, right? So what these guys do, it's basically they buy gift cards. And then what they do is they go to the platform, sell the gift cards with a big discount, like 30%, 40%. And then what they do is if someone buys from them, they get the Bitcoin. They know Nigeria, they have the limitation to uh, get access to the dollar. And people want to get the dollar to get away of the devaluation of the currency. So Bitcoin, the country, it's super valuated, especially if you want the local currency. So what these guys do, it's basically they sell the gift, they buy Bitcoin super expensive to sell the Bitcoin super expensive in Nigeria as well, right? So then I have this girl, in, a Venezuelan girl, who buys this gift card with discount from Amazon, for example. So what she does is she takes orders from her clients and then she basically, what she does is she sells products, take order products in Amazon and sell products to people in Colombia uh, with discount. Like she gives like $5, you know, discount or something like this. I met this guy, for example, in Argentina who, what he does is basically he buys uh, your Bitcoin and instead of paying you, he asks you, okay, what is, give me the phone number from anyone in Latin. So then he charges funds for people around Latin. <laughs> With, instead of paying you, you know? So basically these guys, they use the method of payments that we have in their favor to open up their businesses around the platform. And in Brazil, yes, uh, if you want to like, I can just tell this one about Brazil because I found like mind blowing. So the last time I went to Brazil for BitSampa, we met our VIPs users and one of them from Barreirinhas in, in, in Bahia, like a really small town, learned from a guy, another guy in the south of uh, Brazil about gift cards, right? This benefits about gift cards. Mm -hmm. And what these guys does basically, let's say they buy Amazon gift cards with, they sell their Bitcoin in exchange of these Amazon gift cards with discount. So they already have like, let's say a 100 Amazon gift card but the real, the real cost, it costs them like $60. So they go to Amazon and buy four Uber gift cards, right? So they come back to the platform and sell these Uber gift cards. Each of them, uh, they buy Bitcoin with them with 20% discount. So they do this all the times and they make a lot of money through their business, their gift card business. So it's really amazing. I can't I can stay here the whole <laughs> program talking about how people get away, right. hack the system. Well, that, I mean, that's really interesting though, because it's much more than just a platform for just buying and selling Bitcoin. And it's much more than just uh, like a remittances platform for sending money, you know, cross border, but it's become, I mean, it seems like it's kind of taken on a life of its own as far as, you know, yes. you can create basically like any kind of, arbitrage, you know, sort of, you know, opportunity, like any, any sort of, you know, because of the, the, the variety of it's amazing. so, so broad that you, you can find these kind of arbitrage opportunities that wouldn't exist elsewhere. People have found these things and they've made a living by exploiting them, taking advantage of the opportunity. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, they are real entrepreneurs for me. They are real entrepreneurs that they just spot the opportunity and move forward with that. Right. I love it.
Right, right. And Paxful just recently hit 100 million users globally, right? A 10 million. Ten million. Yes. Where where is the what does the user concentration look like? You mentioned U.S. was your largest had like base of users, but yes. how else is the, the, your user? How else does your U.S. user uh, geographic distribution look? So we have like the bike is on U.S. Then we have like Africa distributed. Nigeria is our biggest market uh, in terms of volume as well. Uh, Latin also comes after. Uh, we have also like, I mean, we are very well distributed. I would say like um, U.S. in terms of number of users, U.S., Africa, Asia, and then we go to Latin. But in Latin, we've seen like really uh, a great growth. Uh, I, I would say since 2019, it's been like crazy for us in a strategic market and also because it makes sense, right? Like uh, we've seen the inflation coming like crazy in our country, so. Right, right. Paxful recently made a big announcement about a new financial education initiative uh, in Brazil, going back to what we were originally talking about. Um, why don't you tell us a bit about what that is? Yeah, so basically we partner partnered with uh, Ghetto Institute which is a very concept, uh, NGO in Brazil that has a lot of recognition in the market. I uh, have like really big partners around the globe as well. Uh, in uh, start to teaching people about Bitcoin. So the idea is uh, open up the opportunities also for the black community in Brazil to have access to high level technology, create a, a workforce around this. The first phase of this, we are just in the middle of that, uh, which is we recruited um, 30 students, 30 trainers. From these 30 trainers, we gave like internship to 12 because originally we would just have 12, but the demand was so big that we opened up for listeners as well. And uh, the idea is to prepare these guys about Bitcoin, teach them about Bitcoin, the whole ecosystem, blockchain, everything, uh, you know, wallets, everything that is around this. So then they're going to be able to go back to their communities and teach in their, their communities as well about uh, uh, the, the Bitcoin. So in this case, like we started with three states, uh, in Bahia, Sao Paulo, and Rio. And of course, Rio was the one that got like more uh, registrations for the project. Uh, because uh, Rio, of course, is where Bigetto is. Uh, but uh, the idea is that, like, in, be inclusive, bring more accessible mobility to the, um, to the Black community. And with, with the Bitcoin classes, we also are offering English classes for these trainers, uh, data analysis for these trainers, and um, uh, anti-racial uh, classes as well. So the idea is, like, empower them to be a part of the workforce uh, in Bitcoin Brazil. So how are you finding these people? Uh, you said you had a, an influx of, of more, more applications or more demand than you were expecting, but how, how are you marketing this or how did you find these people and then ultimately decide on which ones to select? So Ghetto basically selected them, like they open up for registration. The Ghetto's team is super professional. They tried to be, so we selected, uh, these students uh, through the ghetto. Ghetto has a great network uh, in the um, in the country within the black community. 
uh, selected trying to privilege like as much as to be as much as diverse as possible. So you're gonna have people from LGBTQ, uh, First Natives from Brazil, you're gonna have women, men, different uh, levels of education. In fact, like last Monday, I had this, this first meeting with them and I'm so surprised, I was so surprised about the, like the level of these guys. We have like from people that have master degrees in neuroscience to a, a girl that takes care of a, a, um, a First Nation community in Brazil, take care of projects with the First Nation community in Brazil. So we have like a very diverse, it's going to be very interesting as well. Uh, we had like, in fact, 213 uh, registrations. Oh, wow. So it was really tough for us to, to select these guys. <laughs> and then, I mean, you mentioned that the expectation here, these folks that are selected, is not just that they, now they, before they didn't, did not know about Bitcoin and now they do know about Bitcoin, but the expectation is much more so that they would be uh, evangelists, so to speak. Uh, and and really being proactive with you know educating their respective communities about this and 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 these these types of opportunities. Um, so how did how did you kind of go about trying to decide okay which twelve are going to be the most effective at that? So basically, what we're gonna do is after training them for a month, basically month and a half uh, intensively, they're gonna run master classes for people online. So with that, like we can understand what they need or not. Of course, we're gonna support them as well when they're gonna be on the ground. Uh, but uh, yes, we're gonna select this guy, the, the best guys that are like really well prepared for this. So we can recruit them for this second step that would be like on the ground, basically spreading the word. So the idea is like uh, even within the course, they are go they're gonna start also to teach people uh, and contributing to spread the message around Bitcoin in the country, basically. I mean, you know as well as as well as I, as probably as well as anybody, that Bitcoin has a bit of a mixed reputation in Brazil. As far as I mean, there's lots of you know pyramid schemes, and there's lots of. It seems like every week there's another one of these schemes that gets busted, and it's you know it's a lot. I mean, I hate to like sound condescending about it, but a lot of the people that are investing in these schemes are like lower income, you know, sort of middle income, like, you know, not as well educated people. Um, and, you know, I guess the question is, I mean, how do we, it seems like you're trying to present a much different viewpoint of Bitcoin than what as just a get rich quick scheme, obviously. I mean, how big of a challenge does that pose to this? Does this narrative pose to your mission here? Uh, given that this is still a pretty controversial topic and, and there's probably a lot of people that may not agree with your thesis yeah i think uh and you're telling like something that very important for us and uh, also for our community bitcoin community globally we still bring this image that you're going to become millionaire with bitcoin this thing that bitcoin goes to the moon sometimes I, I i like the concept but for me i prefer bitcoin being the ground on the streets <laughs> so i can tell you like uh, my experience uh, my mom, my first time, my first year in Paxu, my mom told me, she would call me every time, every, every once and say, Renata, are you sure you want to work with this? You're going to go to the J. We are in a foreign country. It's a pyramid. It's a Ponzi scheme. Don't, don't engage on this. And one year later, she asked me, like, after learning more about it, she asked me, like, okay, uh, 
I want to buy Bitcoin, what I, what I do, you know? And then I, I started to teach her uh, and short, long, short story long, she started to invest and using Paxos. So she basically picked up like four, five traders that she t- trusted. And every time Bitcoin would go um, down, she would buy Bitcoin. Every time Bitcoin would go up, she would sell the profit. And the funny thing is she would put the profit in the bank <laughs> and then buy back. <laughs> when the... But again, there were like three points on this, right? She looking for uh, someone that she would trust to learn. And, uh, and also she took time to learn. So we understand that is going to be, if you go through education, takes more time, but people learn in the right way, right? Like you don't, you don't go like in the fast way. Oh, you're going to make money right now or something like this. So on these classes, one of the things that we try to push is that like, okay, you are in a community, you are trusted in this community. It's even worse to sell, to talk about it because then it's like, oh my God, here comes this guy selling me, you know, like all these products, like uh, tapwares and ever life of life. <laughs> and that's kind of what I would, I mean, I think that's the other side of it too, is like, okay, maybe, maybe this guy isn't just selling, you know, total vaporware, but maybe he's, he's just selling Amway <laughs> or Herbalife or, I mean, we all have those exactly. times, right, on Facebook where, like, they ping you and they're like, hey, have you ever, you know, we, we're really, we used to be really good friends in college and now we, you should buy my Herbalife thing or whatever, you know. So, yeah, I think, like, educating in the right, providing that like, the right tools to be able to, to allow these people to, like, really be their own type of evangelist without, you know, <laughs> without having to sell. Exactly. No, and, and the first thing uh, is you don't, uh, I, we never tell, like, you're going to become millionaire you know, like from the day to night. But if you work hard, you can make a really nice income and, uh, and you can live from that, you know? Like, so it, it's two different things. I see our users, you know, like uh, really hustling in the platform. You know, sometimes we meet all of them. I, I listen like the notifications from the apps, like, oh, okay, you guys are trading and talking with me. But uh, these guys, they, they hustle in the platform. They stay like everyday trading. So there is like different ways you can go around with Bitcoin. So one of the things I think that is makes us a little bit different in terms of education is one, we bring these high concepts around technology really down to the earth, to the reality of these people, mm-hmm. of different people. Two, we try to understand if is there any need, the specific need for them. So we don't sell, we don't tell about or sell or tell about things that doesn't make sense for them. But three, also we give time for them to educate and come back and ask, you know, like it's not something that we're gonna looking for to, oh my God, Paxo is gonna make a lot of money because we're gonna add affiliate links for everyone. You know, mm-hmm. it's not what we are looking for. In this case, we want to have we want people really be onboarded on Bitcoin. So you mentioned inflation earlier, and and obviously uh, Latin America and inflation. There's you know a long history there, and now in the U.S. we're starting to experience it for ourselves here a bit. But how well is this? I mean, how well do you find that the folks that you're trying to reach understand like the inflation? Like they they realize that like this paper money I'm holding is just losing its value. Like I have to get it out of something. I have to get it out of this into something that's going to hold value. 
And uh, maybe it's Bitcoin, maybe it's something else, maybe it's an iPhone or a gold or whatever it is. I guess, how savvy do you find some of these people, you know, just given that there's there's a history of inflation in the region and everyone's had to sort of deal with it at some point or another? Each country has their own situation. For example, I, I'm not comparing like, a, for example, Argentina and Venezuela, that is like a, a big need. And you're going to see like, for example, especially 2020, I saw like a, everyone, if you go to Argentina, everyone knows at least what Bitcoin is, right? But at least the... Uh, most of the people that I talk, they have this concept about inflation that similar of and also the value of Bitcoin, very similar of uh, a lady that I met in El Salvador that sells pupusas. So what she does, basically, she was telling to me, look, Renata, uh, I have like a, every time I could save like three dollars, two dollars. But what's happening is the bank never want to take $3 to put in a saving account, right? It's so expensive for them to have this. If I change this into a real money, like a, a bill, and leave on the table, what's going to happen is what I could buy today in 10 days, in one year, I'm going to be able to buy the same, right? So this money doesn't have enough power anymore. So what, I, what she discovered was like, okay, I have my Bitcoin wallet. I send $2, $3 to this Bitcoin wallet per month. In the end of the year, I have $100, $200. But I know this can fluctuate down and up. But the chances to be up, it's bigger than down. So I have more power in my hands, right? And it's it's a fun fact that at uh, some point she showed me her wallet. And she had like a one one thousand dollars on her wallet oh wow so yeah so people are not dumb with their wallet or with their money what they don't have is the knowledge right they understand that what they can buy right now and what they cannot i always say that uh, in my talks in brazil it's like would you invert put your money in a currency that devaluated in eight years 80 percent so nobody, of course, nobody would do this, but that's what you do with your saving account in Brazil because the real went down like that. So people then realize, yes, that's true because before I could buy this, this, this with the same amount. So I think people get, get it because it's on their day-to-day basis, you know? Now that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, one of these days, I, I do want to visit El Salvador and just see, experience this firsthand. I've talked to so many people who have been there and they have, I mean, there's a lot of mixed opinions about it too, right? Some people are like, well, it's the greatest thing ever. Other people are like, it's just marketing. It's not real, you know? You know so I kind of want to go and just see for myself what it, what it all is and talk to some of these folks. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yes. Uh, anytime you go, we have La Casa del Bitcoin, which wow. is our training center there. It's a really cool initiative that we that we are we've been doing. It's we started on February, but Paxu was the first one to arrive with education uh, country wise. We had like Bitcoin Beach that was very uh, focused on El Zonte, mm-hmm. but we arrived like teaching people in general. And what happened in the in, at La Casa is like we are getting together, putting together private, public. Bitcoin uh, sectors, Bitcoin community, and uh, educational institutions such as universities, 
And uh, and we work with Pax Food Does is basically at La Casa. We facilitate the contact between all of them. Mm. So let's say, for example, someone in another exchange, they want to come and teach uh, a lawyer that wants to come to teach about accountant side and law, regulation side for Bitcoin. So we invite like students for law students, uh, you know, like um, uh, professionals. So they learn more from this guy or someone that uh, are from another company that wants to come and teach mining. So it's, it's super cool because we are not interested there to sell our companies. We are really, truly wanting to contribute to make El Salvador work because I don't want my mom tell to me, you see you guys, Bitcoiners, <laughs> you put Bitcoin in the country and destroy the country. Well, it's at the point where it kind of has to work, right? Like if it does, like whether you like it or not, it, it has to work. Exactly. Uh, there's no alternative here. Are you doing other types of similar educational initiatives in Brazil uh, beyond this program that we were talking about earlier? No, in Brazil, this one is our first one. And this is very embarrassing for me being Brazilian <laughs> because uh, we started in Latin very strongly in Colombia, Argentina. And, uh, and it's funny though, because right now we are like being more active with the Brazilian market. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's very contradictory because I'm from Brazil <laughs> and it's me, but in Brazil is our first one and we want to do this right. So then we can move forward. We had like some webinars, activities like online, but uh, like, like this one, like on the ground, they are the first, first ones. You know, so assuming this is successful, what do you see as kind of the next step here or next steps? And also, do you have a rough number of how many users you would have in the Brazilian market at this point? Oh, I don't have the number in my hands right now. I can, Maria can provide to you, but I have the percentage of uh, increase that we had, like uh, from 2020 to 2021 was like 100% increase. And also I think, yeah, like for, in terms of like growth, I have volume, like uh, our volume, especially like it's been growing like uh, really steady uh, around like 20%, 25% per month. In comparing to the last month, last quarter, we grew like uh, 25% in, uh, in volume. So yes, yeah, like I don't have right now the number for the growth, the, the exact amount of users we have in Brazil, but it's one of our biggest countries for Latin for sure. Uh, our biggest is Colombian, uh, Argentina in number of users, then we have Colombia, and then we have Brazil, basically. Just kind of wrapping things up here, but I mean, it seems like you want to do more educational initiatives in Brazil, and I assume you're looking for you know partners and other folks to, to maybe work with on this. So maybe why don't you talk a bit about just you know how can folks maybe get in touch with you if they're interested in maybe partnering on something? Uh, or what type of, of entities are you, would you be interested in partnering with on, on these initiatives? So basically, as I said, like we are very focused on the 95% that didn't get, uh, get onboarded on Bitcoin yet, right? Like we want to bring the message and, and make them understand and make them uh, at least have more information to, be, to evaluate this better, like if it's an option for them or not. So... First of all, we are looking for um, institutions or partners that would be 
focus on helping people to grow, to be, to thrive, you know, like to, they just need a push, you know, like I just need the tool. So this would be, first of all, um, some part, partner that we would be very interested. We don't care if it's public, private, you know, like this is, I mean, we are here very neutral. We just want to connect people, but like for sure uh, needs to be a very serious partner. Uh, we have uh, different projects around the globe that uh, we pick the partners like with the fingers to make sure that, you know, you know, we talk about money. So we need to be, and, and money is something that uh, it's re really serious and impact people's life. So I don't want to get, get enrolled in a partnership that is not someone that we can really trust. So reputation is very important for us and uh, the capacity to get into a uh, scale uh, really fast so we can onboard more people uh, to, to learn more about the currency, basically. And how they get in touch, right? So they can text directly to me. It's Renata.Rodriguez with S at paxfood.com. I'm on Twitter as Lova Estrangera. But you can also look for our handles in Twitter, Instagram, and they're going to direct uh, these topics for me. So it's Paxful uh, Latam, Paxful, just Paxful, uh, in Twitter, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. They, they are like good channels to do this as well. That's great. Um, well, thank you so much, Hinata, for joining us today. And um, thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you for having me. And uh, please continue the, the amazing job you guys are doing to get this, the word spread about the country. Amazing. We will. Thank you so much. You. We'll be back again soon with another great guest. Obrigado, everyone, and thanks for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the Brazil Crypto Report newsletter on Substack if you haven't already. And please do give the show a five-star rating on your podcast app if you enjoyed this content. We'll be back soon with another great guest.